Say it isn't so. One of my favorite Canes players is leaving through the transfer portal. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today during this crazy transfer portal season. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks, a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use promo code locked on at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Well, I told you guys that, you know, while most of the Miami players who leave through the portal are going to be guys that on the field you may not miss a whole lot, um, we got an exception to that yesterday. Daryl Jackson, starting defensive tackle somewhat surprisingly announced his exit from the U. And I say somewhat surprisingly because, man, I got to tell you, there were some folks out there who have been rumbling about this for the last couple of weeks. I didn't understand why he would leave because, remember, he just transferred in last year and he was getting a lot of playing time at Miami. So I didn't want to believe it, okay? Like, I didn't want to believe it even though I've heard some whispers that, hey, maybe Daryl Jackson is on his way out. And I also heard some whispers as to where he's going to end up. And that has seemingly been confirmed throughout this process. I hate to lose D-Jax. Six foot six, 300 plus pound defensive tackle. His athleticism, his upside. I mean, I remember when he arrived at Miami, uh, you know, less than a year ago, I was even telling you guys like, you know, this may not be like a day one guy. He could be more of a project. He developed so quickly. He really became a day one guy, and he was one of Miami's more important defensive contributors this year. He's headed to Florida State. <laughs> but still, I'll explain why he's leaving. Uh, even though, you know, he's leaving and he's going to a, a direct rival, a conference rival, an in-state rival, I still wish him well, as I wish everyone who leaves in the transfer portal well. And I can tell you that despite the fact that he's leaving, as weird as it may sound, Daryl Jackson likes Miami a lot. His family likes Miami. They all like the Hurricanes. He had a very good season for us this year. But, you know, the reason why he's leaving and why he's going to Florida State is um, his mother is ill. Uh, I don't know, you know, what the details are on that, nor is it any of my business, but I know his mother is ill and she's going to have to have a procedure um, and he wants to be close to her. He wants to be closer to his family um, and because and his family lives, I think, something like 30 miles away from Florida State's campus or 30 minutes away by car. So it's very much in that vicinity. Uh, and because of his family situation, He's more than likely going to be granted um, a waiver or uh, an exception to be able to play at Florida State right away without sitting out a year. Because normally the way this works is when you hit the portal for a second time, 
you have to sit out a year the second time, right? They give you a freebie. You hit the portal the first time. You can just go wherever you want to go play right away. But if you hit the portal a second time, this is Daryl Jackson's second time in the port portal. He was a Maryland guy initially, uh, redshirted his first year at Maryland, came to Miami and looked pretty darn good on the field with the Canes in 2022. Hits the portal for a second time, but because of the family situation, he's more than likely going to be able to play immediately at Florida State. So uh, off the field, I completely understand. Uh, God bless Daryl Jackson and his family, and I hope whatever his mother is going through, she comes through it, and I wish her a speedy recovery. Uh, so off the field, nothing but sympathy. On the field, obviously this one hurts because not only do you lose one of your more important defensive tackles, but he's going to a direct rival. So it's an unfortunate situation, but it is what it is. Daryl Jackson will certainly be missed here, right? We need guys like Jared Harrison Hunt to step up. I'm expecting Leonard Taylor to continue to step up, and Miami needs more defensive tackles. So they got a good one uh, in recruiting in Joshua Horton, who's coming in as a true freshman next year. I'd like to see Miami get some more defensive tackles in the portal, and I'd like to see Miami – you know, get some more uh, defensive tackles in the class of 2023. So far, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good defensive tackles in the transfer portal, so we'll see how that shapes up. Now, there is a very intriguing linebacker who has just hit the portal. I'm sure you all saw this by now. Let's talk about Justin Flo. Former Oregon Duck, Justin Flo is in the transfer portal. This young man was the top linebacker in the class of 2020 was a top 10 recruit in the entire country in the class of 2020 a five-star talent coming out of high school from the state of california and if you remember a few years ago in recruiting miami was really close manny diaz was trying to get justin flow down to the u he described his official visit that year to miami as one of the best official visits he'd ever had he loved everybody he loved the campus he loved the location uh, but then ultimately, instead of playing for Manny Diaz at the U, he chose to play for Mario Cristobal in Eugene. And so not only did Flo like Miami a couple of years ago when he was going through his recruitment, he obviously liked Mario Cristobal enough to go play for him in Oregon. Now you've got both of those factors working in Miami's favor. Miami is still Miami, and now Mario Cristobal is in Miami, the guy who recruited him in the first place. So I've got to feel pretty decent about Miami's chances. Now, there are debates raging among Canes fans about Justin Flo, and I think the debates are a little bit silly when you look at it the way I look at it, okay? Because the, the debates go as follows. Obviously, coming out of high school, this was one of the top-rated players in the country. For a number of different reasons, he has not lived up to that on the field first uh, three seasons in college. First two seasons were injury-plagued. The young man could not get on the field his first two years. Last year, as a third-year sophomore, he had 35 tackles in 10 games played. So the stats don't really jump off the page. You can say he's not reached his potential yet. Injuries have had a lot to do with that, okay? So I see some people saying, like, oh, you know, the guy, uh, is, is he really even a five-star? Hasn't panned out on the field. Do we really even want him here? Like, Hold on, hold on, hold on. You do understand <laughs> you're talking about Miami's linebacker room, right? Like we've got a lot of really promising true freshmen coming in and Wesley Besaint heading into his sophomore year is an excellent player. But 
Have y'all watched our linebacker play for the last couple of years? You don't think we need more depth in that room. You don't think we need more depth in that linebacker room. And if you have a chance to get a guy who, yeah, is a few years removed from being one of the top recruits in the country, even if he hasn't lived up to that potential yet, are you telling me you don't want someone like Justin Flo to be in your linebacker room, you know, to, to be there with the Saint and with Malik Bryant and Popo Aguirre uh, and hopefully Stan Quan Clark if he ends up coming in. Uh, you know, you're, you're telling me you don't want him in that linebacker room. It's like, I, I think there's two different conversations to be had here. We can agree that Justin Flo has not lived up to his potential at the college level yet, but I think we can also agree I would take this guy at Miami in a freaking heartbeat, all right? Now, with that said, I don't necessarily think he's going to choose Miami, even though we've got the South Florida thing, which he clearly enjoyed his visit down here, and we've got Mario Cristobal here. His heart, I think, is very much in Southern Cal. I, I think he might be a Trojan at heart. Flo is a West Coast kid. He's a California kid. He has USC fans in his family, including his father. So the Trojans, and obviously the Trojans, uh, you know, despite the fact that they, you know, they soiled themselves in the conference championship game, they're coming off a pretty nice season. And Lincoln Riley's a pretty dynamic coach and a dynamic recruiter. So uh, USC could be very hard to beat here. He might be looking at this as an opportunity to kind of go back, you know, to where his heart is uh, in the first place, even though, you know, obviously he went to Oregon, strongly considered Miami. I have to wonder if Flo ends up a USC Trojan. We'll have to see how this one plays out. But I mean, for anybody out there who's like, he's not a take, don't want him here. Like, oh, are you sure about that? <laughs> I would take Justin Flo down here at Miami. Oh, man, we have so much to talk about on this episode. You want to keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. So we have a handful of players that have been confirmed to have received offers from the University of Miami in the transfer portal. We are going to talk about them. We also have to talk about the latest in the recruitment of Ruben Hurricane Bain. It's down to two, guys. It's down to two for Mr. Bain. We will get to that and so much more all right after we talk about Omaha Steaks. It's around lunchtime now. I'm, I'm going to make myself hungry. I, I, Omaha, Omaha Steaks is so tempting. Guys, I received Omaha Steaks as a Christmas gift last year. First time in my life. I, I, had, I had been aware of Omaha Steaks for years. I finally received them last year. I was blown away by the quality, the convenience, and man, grilling this time of year in South Florida when the weather's finally getting kind of nice out there. It really is a thrill. Bring this joy into your life. Bring it into a family member's life. Omaha Steaks, guys, the holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide. That's a great deal. Plus, use code Locked On at checkout to get an additional $30 off your order. So you get 50% off and then $30 off on top of that. You're basically getting paid to take these steaks at, at a certain point. It's such a great deal. Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon. 
air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com, use promo code Locked On at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code Locked On at checkout to get an extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. All right, let's talk about Ruben Bain. Four-star edge rusher out of Miami Central. You know, my... I always refer to him as a hurricane legacy. And then somebody in the comments once was like, he's not a legacy. What do uncles not count? Like if your uncle played for the Canes, does that not count as a legacy? I, I don't, I feel like we're arguing semantics here. The man's nickname is hurricane. His middle name is hurricane. Come on. Uh, so for Ruben Bain, Auburn seems to be officially out of the race. Louisville seems to be officially out of the race and it's because of their coaching changes. I was actually, I, I was a little bit surprised because uh, Bain was interviewed this week and he even said Hugh freeze who just took over at Auburn. Uh, what more than a week ago now hasn't even called him. Like Hugh, I, I know, I know you're busy. Like you're, you're setting up your office. You're putting some photos of like your kids and your office and everything. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Recruiting seems a little bit important, and this is one of the top players on your board. I mean, maybe Hugh Freeze decided uh, this is not what I'm looking at right now. It seems like Reuben Bain would be a take at almost any school in America, but you know, the Auburn coaching change has seemingly put seemingly put the Tigers out of the race. Same thing with Louisville, who just saw Scott Satterfield leave to go coach at Cincinnati, and he is down to two, and it's Miami versus Florida State, and Bain plans to announce on December 16th. So he's not waiting until the 21st, which is when the early signing period opens, 21st to the 23rd. He's going to do it about five days before that. Ruben Bain is going to announce on December 16th. Now, pretty much all of the expert predictions and crystal balls, you know, whether you follow on three or 24 seven, uh, most of the predictions have been coming in for Miami I feel pretty confident about this one. Uh, I'm not 100% convinced that it's completely a sealed deal here, but I feel pretty confident about Ruben Bain. I was confident enough to put in a Dono ball last week for Ruben Bain to Miami. Um, but I will say that, you know, I was, uh, I, I, was, I was told about a week ago from, you know, someone who, uh, you know, maybe has a few uh, FSU contacts not to sleep on Florida State when it comes to Bain. So I guess that person wasn't wrong because he is choosing between Miami and Florida State. And if I read between the lines, I wonder if Randy Shannon at Florida State might have something to do with the pull to the Seminoles. You know, he's close with the Bain family, but I, I still think Miami and Cristobal have the edge here. In fact, in a recent conversation with Kane Sport, here's what Bain said about Mario. He said, my relationship with Coach Cristobal is the most genuine, he said. It feels like he's my only recruiter and my position coach. He reaches out to me on a personal level, not just via mass group text, or I have to call this person to get in contact with him. I have his phone number and he has mine, so it's not too much of a hassle. That's important because it shows that he really wants me. 
So that's what he had to say about Mario. So uh, again, you know, you have to wonder if Florida State, you know, if there is some confidence there, do they know something that we don't? I feel like Miami's in a pretty good position. And I've said it before, I'll say it again about Ruben Bain. He may be the single most important recruit to lock up in this cycle because of everything he means to the community, not only how good he is on the field, but he is an ambassador for South Florida football. Um, you know, obviously you always want to land great players from great local schools like Miami Central. I think this is a really important get for Miami, and I hope, I hope Mario can get this one over the finish line. So here is, uh, here's the situation with who Miami has offered, because we're in now day two of the transfer portal officially being open. Now, I will note that the list of confirmed Miami offers, it is an incomplete list because not every player goes to social media to say, school X has offered me. Not all of them do that, right? So it's kind of hard to confirm who's received an offer and who's not because, you know, the U doesn't have to tell us. They, they don't owe us a, a list of, hey, here's who we've offered we have to kind of figure that one out. So there have been a handful of players who have tweeted out or Instagrammed out, I have received an offer from Miami. And then from there, you can confirm it. So there could be plenty of players who have received offers that we don't know about yet because, you know, they just may not be talking about it in public yet. But here's who we know. Miami has offered in the portal Oregon offensive lineman Bram Walden. Now, Walden, um, I don't like just from the on the field stuff, I'm not completely sold on him. Now, this was a guy, obviously, Cristobal recruited and signed out of high school. So there's familiarity there. So far, Walden, two years out of high school at Eugene, only has eight snaps in two seasons at Oregon. Redshirted the first year, didn't play at all, only got eight snaps this past year. Um, now, this is another one that was a, a very high rated recruit a couple of years ago. It was class of 2021. He's a former top 100 recruit, was an 85th ranked overall recruit in that class. So there's obviously potential there, but it's unreached potential to this point in this man's career. Now, oh my goodness, here's a player. Guys, I am starting to fall in love with this one. <laughs> I got in the YouTube rabbit hole uh, for UTEP, uh, sorry, uh, for Kent State, I'm, I'm skipping around here because there's another offensive lineman I want to get to. But let me talk about this wide receiver first. I got in this YouTube rabbit hole for Kent State wide receiver Dante Cephas, who has been offered by Miami. Now, this guy has the numbers. One of the most productive, productive wide receivers in the transfer portal at Kent State last year. Um, or no, the past two years, I should say. 130 receptions, almost 2,000 receiving yards, 1984, the year I was born. It's a good omen there. And 12 touchdown receptions in two years with the Golden Eagles. That's Dante Cephas. And so I found I found the YouTube highlight reels for Cephas at Kent State. My mouth hit the floor. This dude is fast, okay? Runs a lot of go routes. He's always open downfield. Now, that may say something about the competition he's facing, you know, at, at Kent State, but... Uh, you know, really, really quick, great hands. He's always on the receiving end of deep balls, caught a lot of deep passes at Kent State. Um, he seems to be the sort of game-changing playmaker that Miami just doesn't have enough of right now or hasn't had enough of at wide receiver. So I would love to bring this player at the U. Definitely watch out for it. And I'm sure 
He's got uh, he's got offers all around the country because this guy's going to be very sought after. Kent State wide receiver Dante Cephas. Speaking of wide receivers, this is not a new one. We've known for over a week, if not two weeks, that this young man had an offer. Texas A&M Commerce wide receiver Andrew Armstrong. He was able to get an offer early because he's an FCS transfer, so they're able to hit the portal before the FBS guys. But Andrew Armstrong, six foot six, hundred ninety pounder. Just last year, caught 62 passes for over 1,000 yards with 13 touchdowns. I would love to bring this guy to the U, especially when you look at that size, six foot six. This one is definitely a take for me, and he was offered uh, by Alonso Highsmith a couple of weeks ago. So some good receiver options in the portal. Let's get back to uh, another offensive lineman that is uh, confirmed to have an offer from Miami, and that's UTEP offensive lineman Jeremiah Byers. Now, when it comes to just the experience on the field, I like Byers a lot better than I like Walden out of Oregon. Um, that, that, that's just based on how much Byers has played and how little Walden has played. Byers is a stud. Like this is, he was a stud at the G5 level in college at UTEP. Six foot four, 331 pounds. His blocking grades are really impressive, even at a G5. You know, he graded out last year. 83.9 as a pass blocker per pro football focus, 81.3 as a run blocker. This is a big man who can move, okay? Uh, he's got offers, of course. Florida State, Maryland, and Texas Tech are also confirmed to be offering. Uh, he was uh, two years ago, 2021, Jeremiah Byers was a Conference USA all-freshman team member. So that's a guy that I would love to bring here. Um, now, a couple other things I, I wanted to get to uh, on this episode um, there, there's been uh, there's been a little fake news out there on uh, on certain transfer portal entrants, so we have to be careful. But there are a lot of ACC quarterbacks on the market. It seems like everybody's quarterback is on the market practically, except for any of Miami's quarterbacks. Keep it locked right here to Locked On Canes. But guys, let's pause the pod for a second, okay? All right, we're paused. Great. Because you've got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Cookie Dough Topper. That's my favorite. Coconut Brownie Bar. Coconut Brownie Topper. White Chocolate Peppermint Granola. It's Built's take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And Candy Cane Brownie Puff. Built Puffs are like bringing the universe's most delicious cloud into your life. I love the puffs. I love the granola bars. First off... For anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. Get it? They're revolutionizing nutrition. As we know, with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, shockingly low sugar and calories, just 130 calories. Like I I've tried some other bars in my life that don't have as impressive nutrition value and they don't taste nearly as good as Built. So I'm, I'm telling you, get Built Bars in your life, guys. Just sink your teeth into that first bite. It'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you tried these new built bars, and then there's a time after you've tried them. The magical, wonderful time afterwards is also great. You're probably wondering which new flavors my favorite. Well, I don't know, man. It's kind of an unanswerable question, okay? Because they're all unbelievable. They're all different. So you can order a mix box and try all five flavors for yourself. Built, you've got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using code Locked on 15 at built.com. 
Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, guys, uh, let us know in the comments uh, or on Twitter. You can always tweet us at Locked on Canes. And when you follow us, we will follow you back at Locked on Canes. Let us know how interested you are in Oregon linebacker Justin Flo, who hit the portal. I know Flo, he's had bad luck with injuries so far in his career. Um, so much potential, great size, great speed and range. I think he would be a welcomed addition to Miami's linebacker room. It's going to be tough to get him away from Southern Cal because I know USC is more than likely interested. But I would take Justin Flo in, an, in a second, in a millisecond, and let us know how confident you are in landing Ruben Bain in the class of 2023 because it's coming down to a Miami versus Florida State battle for Hurricane Bain. I hope he, if he went to Florida State, would he have to change his nickname to Seminole Bain, Ruben, Ruben Seminole Bain? Because you can't call yourself the Hurricane if you go to Florida State, right? Um, now, Transfer Portal, it's been nuts. So, you know, we know that there's a lot of ACC starting wide receivers. Sorry starting quarterbacks there's a lot of ACC starting quarterbacks who are in the portal Devin Leary of North Carolina State DJ Uyunglele from Clemson Brennan Armstrong of Virginia Jeff Sims from Georgia Tech Phil Yurkovic of Boston College uh, so right there it's like almost half the conference is like turning over starting quarterbacks there was another one that almost fooled me and I see people getting fooled by this. I don't want it to happen to you uh, because obviously this day and age on Twitter, when anybody can buy an $8 blue check mark, you know, there's going to be some fake accounts and, and more fake reports than there even used to be. Uh, some account was tweeting about Drake May of North Carolina. Um, I, I looked at who tweeted it. It's it's Fugazi. It's it's some it's some bro with 196 Twitter followers and an eight dollar Twitter blue check mark. It's it's not real. So Drake May, uh, he's not on. Obviously, it's not impossible he could change his mind, but he's not in the transfer portal. The person who was tweeting about it and that tweet was getting shared all over the place. It's not a real account. It's not a real report, okay? And we got to be careful because, you know, I, I saw something a couple days ago and a lot of people pointed this out in the comments and, and my bad, that was on me. I got it wrong. And guys, when I get something wrong, I admit to you, okay? Especially when it comes to like other schools because I'm not necessarily vetting the news about other schools as tightly as I'm vetting it with Miami. Yeah, I had said something about Joe Brady taking the Oregon offensive quarter uh, coordinator job was not a real report. A lot of people, including myself, got duped by it. Brady came out and refuted it. He's currently the quarterback's coach with the Buffalo Bills. He works under Ken Dorsey there in Buffalo. Uh, you know, they went a completely different direction for their offensive coordinator job, did uh, did Oregon. So I, I, I said something incorrect yesterday. I apologize for it. I try not to let that happen too often. But no, Joe Brady is not the offensive coordinator at Oregon and Drake may is not in the transfer portal. So do not get duped by that one. All right. So guys, you know, if, if anything big happens, we try to put out episodes pretty quickly and, and pretty immediately. Uh, you know, if Miami lands a big verbal commit, if Miami lands somebody uh, reel in a big fish in that transfer portal, we're going to come to you on locked on canes as quickly as we can. So thank you so much for making us your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, 
and wherever you get your podcasts. So we will talk to you next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.